Hey, this is Greg from the Philly Blunt. In this episode, we go a little out of our comfort zone. We interviewed Lillian Di Piazza, an elite and world-class ballerina and principal dancer with the Pennsylvania Ballet. If you're like us, you probably have very little experience or knowledge with the ballet world. The New York Times once wrote, With all apologies to James Brown, the hardest working people in show business may very well be ballet dancers. Lillian, or Lily as she prefers, sat with us at Grace Tavern to provide a little insight into the emotionally and physically grueling world of ballet dancing and to make ballet a little less intimidating for us. We also asked our handful of great listeners submitted questions. Please remember to rate our podcast with five stars if you dig what we're doing. And if you have the time, please consider giving us a review. All of that helps others find us and join in the celebration of wonderful people in Philadelphia. Don't forget to follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all as the Philly Blunt for a chance to submit questions for future podcasts and to stay current on news and guests. We hope you enjoy this episode and maybe we'll see you at the ballet. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Philly Blunt. My name's Shiny Good Times. Hey, what's up? This is Violations Greg. And sadly, Reef the Lost Cause on kid duty tonight. Could we're not miss them tonight. It's yep. going to be a good one too. Yep. So we're uh, we're a pretty big twist here. We're pretty excited because this is going to be something that, quite honestly, we don't know anything about. And out, of, so, out of our league. Yeah, it's way yeah. out of our league, and we're we're excited to to learn a lot more about it, and that's what we're going to do here tonight. We're talking with Lillian Di Piazza. Lillian, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Sure. Do you go by Lily or Lillian? Lily, mostly. Okay. Uh, so, Lillian Di Piazza sounds very Philadelphian. It's a very Philadelphia name, but you're not from Philadelphia. No. How, how did you end up here? Um, I'm actually from Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, started my ballet training there. Then I moved to New York City, School of American Ballet. And from there, I did an open audition and got a job here. So I've been here for almost 10 years now. So so just an open audition? How many people were at the open audition? Uh, probably about 200. Wow. One person accepted? And that was you or...? I think from that audition, yes. Yeah. I was the only one that, from that audition, ended up in the company. Wow. So this is the type of job where it's it's not easy to even end up in Philadelphia and or, or with the Pennsylvania Ballet, and now you're the principal dancer. What exactly does principal dancer entail? I'll be dancing primarily the lead roles in the ballets that we perform, and it's quite a bit of responsibility. You have to pick up these ballets quickly, and you also have to um, cr- help create new ballets. Did you know early on, were you heads and tails better than everybody else or the other guys and girls you were dancing with? Um, I was getting a lot of the lead roles and getting a lot of attention from my teachers, which was a good sign. Um, but even at a young age, age 13, 14, you start to audition, go away to different ballet schools around the country, and you meet dancers all around, and you kind of see like where you fit in, and it pushes you, and it motivates you, and it drives you to be better. So, you know, it, it, it was, like I said earlier, this was kind of uncharted territory for us, and... Yeah, we're way more nervous than you are. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the more I research what you do and how you do it and how you prepare the physical exertion, etc., as a couple of big sports fans 
it all sounded very familiar. And it, even with what you've said so far, which is at age 13, 14, it's almost like AAU basketball, where all of a sudden you see what the kids and how good the kids in New York are. And you're like, oh my gosh, is this something I can measure up to? Um, do, you, do you see yourself as an athlete? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely athletes with um, all of the training we have to do and the training we have to do outside the studio. We're not just doing ballet to make ourselves stronger. We're, we're cross-training and we're using a lot of the same things that professional athletes use to get in top shape. Right. So, uh, Examples such as? Um, I mean, I like to do maybe pilates yoga things like that that you would expect but i also do swimming i also do some cross training with like weights um cycling what's it like when you roll it you said yoga what's it like when you roll into a yoga class i mean i go to yoga classes <laughs> so I, yeah, i'd be hating you behind your back like look at this woman we, such a show off they have to be so easy for you all the poses for the most part we typically stand out but we also sometimes like want to change what we're supposed to be doing because we're so aware of our bodies and they tell you you know do it this way but sometimes you want to do what feels good for your body and so sometimes we stand out oh that's the dancer just trying to go into the oversplit (laughs) (laughs) talk about the impact that your body takes from what you do and also how you fight off injuries yeah um for a lot of the women, we have foot and ankle issues because we're in point shoes for up to six hours a day. So your foot is in a very tight, wooden, you know, a very tight shoe. Wooden? And wooden? They're wooden? Sometimes, well, not wooden, but it feels in that way. Like, you, ha- you have to be able to control to push yourself up onto point, and then you have to stay up there. And But the shoe is not soft. It has a, a hard... Um, insert in the toe and so when you're standing on point that long you can get the bruised toenails you're you're having to hold the weight of your entire body up and for some of the full length ballets it can be very grueling and at the end of the day you have to definitely roll out your feet roll out your calves ice, we do a lot of ice baths Epsom salt baths we have great physical therapists a professional baseball pitcher when they're done a game they have like a giant wrap of ice on their shoulder do you just go into foot like buckets of ice and rest your feet in them exactly an ice bucket is a nut nutcracker is that one that's just perennial is that every year every ballet troupe does that till the end of time I think so yeah it's it's, it's like it's the money maker right 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 do you hate doing it (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> you know, I like it more now because I see I see the kids, and um, as a principal dancer, it's a little bit maybe more rewarding sometimes because we don't have quite as many shows. We're not doing snow and flowers every day, every show. Um, Is the choreography the same for Nutcracker every year? Yeah. So it's kind of just muscle memory for you at this point? Yeah, it becomes muscle memory, and you can enjoy it a lot more. What's it sound like when you're out shopping during the holiday season and you hear that music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's PTSD. not talk about yeah. that. You just start going into poses or like get the shakes. Yeah. But yeah, people will be like, oh, the Nutcracker. Can you show us the Nutcracker? I'm like, no, no you yeah. have to come to the yeah, show for yeah, that. You can buy a ticket for that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
let's take a step back here, you know, and we'll, we'll stop grilling you about the job for just a second. And uh, But we're at Grace Tavern, and this is a place that you talked about. This is one of my favorite bars. I live nearby, and just a great spot to grab a bite to eat. And you were talking about how earlier, why you like this place, and what was that? Yeah, I live in the neighborhood as well. And after a late night show, sometimes we have 8 o'clock show, you don't get out till 11. And it's a great spot to just come, have a beer, have a bite to eat, relax after a show. Right, right, right. And what are you drinking now? I'm having the New Bold IPA. Keeping it local? Nice. <laughs> yeah, keeping it local Going and rocking the IPA. Yeah. yeah. Is there a big stylistic difference between American ballet and Russian ballet? If, if you go to the Vaganova School, yes, you will see a dramatic stylistic difference, yes. So if you um, went to Moscow... It would be a totally different style than, say, the Pennsylvania Ballet does? Yeah, it's a, it's a different school of training. It's the way that you train your bodies and shape your bodies, and that affects the way you look on stage. Ours is better, right, USA? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we saw Rocky IV. Rocky yeah. Well, yeah. We kind of, I guess, took from everybody else because yeah, we were the last off. ones in the game. <laughs> All right, so I want you to sell us, and I want you to sell our audience as total ballet newbies. Why should we spend our money, instead of saying going to a Sixers game, why should we spend our money to come to a ballet? Because the dancers are putting their full heart out there on the stage every day. We're not just, we, we don't get paid what the Sixers are getting paid, <laughs> right, right. first off. So we're doing it because we love it, and we are trying to bring to the audience something they haven't seen before, something they haven't noticed before in a ballet, or some feeling they haven't thought about before. That's deep. I like that. La I like the last one. Do you have to also have in the back of your head, what's my next move after I've reached my late 30s, early 40s? Um, some people do. Some people don't. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I think because we, on we have a limited amount of time, a lot of us want to put everything into this right. career and the now of it. Um, I was able to complete a degree at Penn part-time. Yep, I was going to ask you about that. Go Quakers. Go yeah. Quakers. <laughs> uh, so urban studies? Yes. Yeah, so so what, what What did that entail? What's What what, it, what led you to that? What, what, what led you to urban studies as a course of study? I mean, that seems very divorced from ballet. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the study of, like, the, the built environment and city economics, politics, social issues. And I thought it would be interesting to do a thesis on how the arts fit into that and kind of these social circles that we're talking about. Um, how do you enter these social circles? And ballet has kind of become one of these more elite social circles or a circle that people just don't know about and they don't know how to participate in it. Is that frustrating for you as a dancer? Um, yeah, it can be because the ballet world is its own world. That is for sure. Um, and so to take a step outside of it and have friends or people that really have no idea and here we are in the studio like acting like it's life and death sometimes. Right. Um, these roles and letting them affect us so personally so you know physically it it can sometimes be difficult to balance the two worlds is it a is it a high high emotion environment uh, you know when you when you're part of a i mean 
when you're part of a show, any show, whether it's Broadway or ballet or what have you, I mean, it's got to be just a high-intensity, high-emotion environment, right? Yeah, I mean, ballet is one of those things that your training never stops. Even, you know, I've reached principal dancer, but every day I'm still working to make my technique better. Um, Do you have other it's people? It's kind of one of those things, like... You're never your work is never done. <laughs> right. Other people behind you trying to get your position every year? Um Yeah, there are there are people that are gonna be moving up in the company as well and there's a progression to that and um, who will dance the roles in each ballet, but that's part of it and it's nothing like um, the movie Show Showgirls where they push the understudy will push the lady down the stairs so <laughs> she can get a chance. Nothing like that's happening. Not at Pennsylvania Ballet. <laughs> Not quite that dramatic. No, Jeff Galuli. <laughs> You've been doing this 11 years here. You were in school for New York, in New York for it. You grew up doing it. Do you still, when that curtain goes up, is there still just a rush? Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, it's a different kind of energy, I think, than it was. And it also depends on the role and how you, you prepare for it and... Um, you get jitters before you go out? But there's there's an excitement of when the curtain comes up. And sometimes you're off stage, sometimes you're on stage when the curtain goes up. And you kind of feel like a rush of air coming off from the audience. And yeah. then the orchestra, sometimes I get oh, yeah. some chills. Yeah, I remember from high school, 25 years ago, being in like school shows and like... You can still feel it. Like when that curtain when that curtain goes apart, you're like, We're, there's no going back. I work with uh, music bands, so every show depends upon the drummer. Whether the drummer is amped up or lagging or on point, he controls the tempo of the whole show. Oh, no kidding. Is there anything like that in your ballet world? Like you're probably taking all the cues from the music, I guess. But is there something that can speed it up or slow it down or just make it off what it should be? Um, well, the conductor does control the tempos, and they're typically set to something that we are prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want us to tell you. I want you to tell us about a time where you, and obviously not naming any names, but have you ever been up on stage and been like, "I wasn't ready for this left, this speed," it, or? So we were on tour actually in Cleveland. Um, Cleveland, no. Ohio for every, the Nutcracker. Every bad story starts in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> and we were um, going to be performing the Cleveland Orchestra. Um, incredible orchestra. Um, but the conductor, he's not typically conducting for ballet. Um, and so we, we did a dress rehearsal, and I actually wasn't able to do that dress rehearsal because they had to get another cast on stage. And um, they said to him, Oh, you know, it sounds amazing, but can we just take it up just a little bit, a little bit faster. Um, and so then I went on for opening night and um, the tempo had been taken up about, for us, a little bit faster. To him, it was twice, almost twice as fast. And what happened was I wear these little puffs on my shoulder and my partner was, we were moving faster and he parted me a little bit close and this wire stuck him in the lip as my arms were rising up. And then I looked at him, and he had a little blood dripping from his lip. And he looked kind of like a vampire. coming from the corner of his mouth. And, and then I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I just kept smiling. I kept dancing. We were looking at each other. I don't think he knew that he was bleeding. And then 
doing a turning sequence, turned back to him, and the blood had started to mix with his sweat, and it was dripping all the way down his neck, all the way, like, into his tunic. Just, it, blood was flowing, mixing with the sweat, and I looked at him, and I was like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? He was, he was fine. Right, right, right. The, the visual of it, it looked like, now that's a belly I want to you know, see. And you have to keep and you have to keep going. It's not like you'd be like, oh, we let's take a break and going. clean your neck. Yeah. We're in the middle of kind of the main part of the second act, and it kind of ends with this big dip um, to the side, and you know he he's oh, is he facing towards me, and the blood is like right there. People are like it looks like a vampire. <laughs> I've got a few questions. We had a few uh, people that asked questions. I, I I threw it out there on our Facebook page. You know, what questions do you have? I'm interviewing a world-class uh, ballerina. And here's a few that I got. This one's from Bob. When you're at a wedding, do you have to make a conscious effort not to steal the show while dancing? <laughs> I had that on my list. Like, are you, like, killing it at weddings? <laughs> you know, usually at weddings, I don't even want to have heels on. So I try not to steal the show. <laughs> And, I mean, you primarily do ballet, but you've been trained. Can you just can you know you'll just kill it and be? Yeah. Do you ever go out clubbing? Do you ever yeah, go yeah. out and like, all right, you know just what? I'm going to walk off. into the club and they're going to be playing hip hop, and I'm just going to blow everybody's right, mind right now. Right. I mean, occasionally, <laughs> it's not as much of my personality, but some of my friends will definitely <laughs> drag steal you the along. Show, drag you along, steal the show. Yeah. Yes. All right. This one's from Janie. If you hadn't have done ballet, what would you have done? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I guess when I was growing up, my family was like, oh, she's going to be a doctor or something, because I was very good at like science and math, and I enjoyed kind of like the physicality of our bodies. Um, but now I would say no way. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I have one from uh, Marianne asked, how important is a great podiatrist and who's the best one around? Um, podiatrists are very important. Uh, a lot of us at Pennsylvania Ballet see Dr. Diamond over Oh, my Oak wife City. went to him. That guy is one <laughs> eccentric genius. He's a little non-traditional, <laughs> but yo, he fixed her up in no time. I mean, he goes by the name Doctor Diamond. Yeah, yeah, and he's got like a, like it's like a three-foot ponytail. He's got like a little ponytail. He has a white. And he white loves tape. Tail. I swear, swear he's got stock and tape. He just tapes, 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 and it works. Like three weeks later, there's no pain. You've been wearing the tape, and you're good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people go to him for their foot issues. <laughs> so this is from Henry. What is considered to be the most difficult role in ballet? I guess people think that it's Odette Odile in Swan Lake. But I would say that the Sleeping Beauty is harder. <laughs> Having done both of them. Okay. So what, 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 what makes it so difficult? Well, in Swan Lake? Mm-hmm. Well, Odette, oh, no, 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 Sleeping, no, Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Beauty, it's just for the woman. It's one very technical, difficult solo after the next. And you have to look like a young princess. Just So you have to be totally casual while you're just de- doing, doing the most insanely hard moves. Steps, yes. Right. Very technical and very proper. From Meredith, what's your favorite ballet to perform? Um, I'd say my favorite... 
so far has been Juliet and Romeo and Juliet. Uh, why is that? Um, I love the drama and the storytelling aspect of it. And the steps are just completely free. It's a young, youthful girl, and it's... When you say free, is it free for like an improv for you to do free? Or they're just not as rigid traditional steps? Yeah, you don't use a lot of control in your your port bra There's a lot of like running into jumps. So at what point in your, at this point in your career journey, what are you tired of and what are you still excited about? Yeah, every day we take a class and every day to get ourselves ready for a rehearsal, we do a lot of the same things. You know, we use the foam rollers, we do ab exercises, we sew point shoes. I guess that's one thing I get tired of. You sew your pointures. own shoes? <laughs> you sew your own shoes? So when we get our shoes, they are just the point shoes and they don't have any elastics, they don't have any ribbons on them. They're not customized necessarily to how we will wear them on stage. And everyone kind of has a different way of how they break them in. We bend them. We sometimes use what's called jet glue to make them harder. And we sew on elastics to hold them onto our foot in a specific way. Sometimes we have to sew the shoe even. But you to do this yourself. They don't have a seamstress. You sew we this do on it your all shoes ourselves. yourself. Wow. And some of our shoes, some people's shoes last longer than others. And sometimes I'm going through, you know, one pair per show. Are you in, are and you, so every night I'm sewing another pair of point shoes. Uh-huh. So speaking of shoes, when you Google you, one thing that comes up over and over again is Clorox handy wipes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Apparently you shove these in your shoes. I do. <laughs> yeah, so, like, for, I am so confused that why there's a shoemaker making ballet shoes that still need Clorox handy wipes shoved into the tip of them so you can perform. Yeah, what, what do they yeah, do? What, what do these what, handy wipes do that like, that what, allow you yeah. to perform? Yeah. Well, when you put your foot in the shoe, there's no cushion in the shoe at all. Why? It doesn't come with any cushion. Right, but 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 why? Is it because the moves you have to do, if there was cushion, it would affect the moves? Everybody uses a different... Everyone's using Everyone's a using something different. You know, not everyone is using Clorox handy wipes <laughs> like I am. Do you have like a, a germ thing where you just want your feet to be completely well, bacteria-free? Like no, I mean, they're not like, they're not like moist towelettes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're similar to a paper towel, but more durable. Okay. And reusable. Yep. So you can use them. Put them on your, wrap them around your toes, put your foot in, have the rehearsal, and then use them maybe a couple more times when they get stinky, toss them in the trash. That's what I read. That was the easiest part. You just toss them in the trash. Yeah. Have you ever thought about trying to get an endorsement or sponsorship (laughs) from Clorox? (laughs) I mean, you probably should work on that. That'd be a good one. What is, uh, what is something people misunderstand about ballet? That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, I guess ballet is not just like tutus and pink tights and point shoes. Like Petite Mort, it's a more contemporary ballet and we're in bare feet and bare legs and kind of like a corset, like um, very simple outfits. And Do you love that? Are you, are you just like barefoot? This is ideal. Like is that a relaxing dance or are you okay jamming? 
feet into those Clorox handy wipe <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> shoes that you have to hand sew every night. <laughs> like, it seems like it'd be a little more freeing to be barefoot. I mean, it's nice to have the con. It's nice to do both of them. You yeah, know? <laughs> right. She should be a I'm politician. Sure yeah, you're political answer. Yeah, yeah. Barefoot, you'll have other problems. You should run for city council too. I mean, it's the second guess in a row. Very political, nice answer. Yeah. All right, we ready for the uh, Philly Blunt? Is she ready for the Philly Blunt? <laughs> That's right. All right, so we are going to go uh, rapid-fire questions. Um, you're going to come back. First thing that comes to your Yeah, first mind. thing that pops in your head. And uh, it's going to... Greg and I are just going to go back and forth, all right? Only about yeah. 60 of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's only going to be like another 45 minutes. You'll be yeah. fine. On Instagram, I'm a stalker to see who people follow. You follow Justin Timberlake. A, what's your favorite song? And B, is he a good dancer? He's He is a good dancer. Favorite song? Probably Cry Me a River. <laughs> okay. All right. Favorite pizza topping? What are you getting on Friday night? You're ordering a pizza. What are you getting? Uh, cheese or pepperoni. Okay. Have you... um? Obviously not at the Pennsylvania Ballet, but in your career, have you ever danced with someone with bad body odor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was that like? You, you know. Rough. <laughs> Where's your favorite beach? My favorite beach? Um, I love Long Beach Island. It's close by. What is your but first? Hawaii. Your Hawaii? <laughs> where? Whoa, 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 whoa. Where, oh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, oh, no, come no, on, no, LBI. Come on. I love LBI. Yeah. Though. No, where do you yeah. go in Hawaii? Yeah. There's one right answer to this. Me and him kind of agree. We agree on nothing except yeah. Hawaii. Maui. Uh, Maui. Okay. No. All right. Yeah. 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 I'm a big I'm island guy. Yeah. I'm I used to live on the big island, so. The Abacos actually are up there as well. Where's that? In the Bahamas. Okay. No, never been. But smaller islands. Okay. Highly recommend. First concert? The Killers. All right. Thank you. What would you tell 16-year-old you? Um, I would tell myself, you know, to put yourself out there more. And if you want to go for something, just give it a go. Try it. Don't be afraid of failure. You have a favorite dance movie? We have a dance movie. Um, That's a good one. The Red Shoes. I've never seen it. I don't even know what it's that old. is. It's old. Yeah. It's good. All right. Who's in it? Anybody we know? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Can't wait to watch it. We should watch it. All right. What challenge Center would you... Center stage, though, is up there. Center stage? Another yes. one I've never heard of. What challenge would you have for anybody listening? A challenge? Yeah. To come see a ballet. There we go. All right. <laughs> um, if you could come on stage to any song of your choice, what would it be? Any popular song? Any yeah, song? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no classic. Yeah, if you song. were gonna like go on stage and like and like dance to like a contemporary popular song and just blow the whole blow our brains out. Yeah, like, blow the whole audience. And be like, oh my god, this woman's yeah. incredible. Like, what's what's the song that you're gonna like? I'm gonna knock it out of the park with this. <laughs> We normally ask, so we normally ask, like, what's your at bat music? If you played in Major League Baseball, what 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 song are you coming up to? What song are you coming out on stage to? Say, like, yeah, now dancing, Lillian Di Piazza, and <laughs> what song comes up? 
It'd probably be like, I don't know, some Kendrick Lamar song or like Sick oh, or something. Oh, Sometimes you gotta get God pumped damn it. up. Where's, where's Reef? Where's Reef we need? Of course him? he's not here. Yeah. So you're a Kendrick What music do you listen to? I mean, I listen to everything except not much country. I mean, I love classical music. I like jazz. I like some hip hop. You know, if I'm at the gym, I need to get motivated, get pumped up. Uh, favorite meal in Philly? <laughs> yeah, there we go. We'll wrap it up. This is so tough. One of my favorites is this pasta at a me. Oh, yeah. And it's this jalapeno yeah. bugatini, and it is just. Ami is so. Oh, Ami is. Ami is somehow underrated. It's Considering like, that the is. chef is like the most famous chef in Philadelphia, <laughs> yeah. somehow the restaurant's underrated. That's one of my favorites. Is that I the one that Navy Yard? Pasta. And I'm no. Like, no, it's like Thirteenth Street, like Thirteenth oh, yeah. and Pine. Yeah. Huh. Oh man, it's dude. good. Yeah, it is. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you want to? Do you want to give out your socials so our listeners can <laughs> follow you and stalk, stalk you? Do you? Like, do you get stalkers from the ballet? Um, occasionally. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, usually yeah, har- yeah. they're harmless. Right, you know, right, right. Write a note, send it to the ballet. Sometimes, right. you know. Well, I mean, that's part of it. Like, they throw roses at you and stuff, right? I mean, it's, you kind of have to. It's a little have different a- than writing letters. But <laughs> some- yeah. sometimes, like, you get to call flowers for you backstage. Is that a little weird? I don't or? know who sent me flowers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that weird or not? I mean, I love flowers, so. <laughs> So are you suggesting our listeners, if they go to the ballet, you want to come send to the ballet. you notes? Right, we're coming to the ballet. Flowers. Greg and I are coming. We're sending and when you notes see, and when, flowers. When, Greg and, when, you see the, when you see the flowers from Greg and Johnny, yeah. you're going to be like, who are these weirdos? Oh, God, it's the guys I made the mistake yeah. of being on the podcast with. I'm going to send her a note with like letters cut out from the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. Not that yeah, creepy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Do you want to so, give us your socials or no? Oh, yeah, sure. All right, well, how do people find you on uh, Instagram? On or Instagram, I'm LMD Piazza. Okay. It's pretty much my name. Fair enough. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, at Twitter, I saw you, you tweeted like I'm four not, times I'm in the last really eight years. Twitter, so, yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. It's too negative. Yeah, you can't have that. Yeah, I need to either yeah. kick it or. Right, right. No, Instagram is better served, I think, for somebody that's doing. And it's yeah. a younger cool stuff. demographic. You have, got, you have great visuals on there. Yeah, yeah, nice. So, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, the generous. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, I know for you, it was like, oh my God, these guys don't know anything. But for us, it was a real learning experience. We yeah, really appreciate sure. We yeah. really appreciate that. Totally out of our league here. So, thanks for doing it. Yeah. Thanks to Grace Tavern. Absolutely. Thanks to Grace for having us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like Lily said, if you're here, uh, they, they serve burgers till 1 a.m. So, if you're here after a late yes. show, this is the place to go. Yeah, and let's, let's all go to the ballet. Let's check it out, give it a shot. We're even, in. We're even, in. If, even if they're not yeah. dancing to Harry Potter, which we all want them to, <laughs> you know, let's just give them a shot. Yeah, now we're doing it. We're doing it. This right. season, we're in. Yeah. All right. All right. I better Thank see you, you there. Yeah. All right. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yep. Thanks, Grace. And we'll see, uh, we'll see you later. Take it light. Peace. It's the sound of Philadelphia. Covered in blood, the man's office is covered in bugs. The youth dreams cut short.